On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we've got guests in studio. We've been uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 50% with uh, back to in-studio guests, so we're always happy to uh, to see some faces after about a year plus of, of not doing that. We've got guests in studio today to talk a little bit about uh, the FFA program at Buffalo High School. In studio with us, Stan Vanderkoy. Stan is... Uh, FFA alumni member, former educator, of course, and is with us, and uh, also a um, Buffalo High School junior, Mariana Iden, who's in uh, FFA, is uh, going to join us here today, too. Welcome. Nice to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you. Uh, Stan is uh, a longtime uh, KRWC guest uh, from time to time over the years. We've talked with you for, for a long time, so nice to have you back. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. We uh, wanted to talk about some FFA topics mainly because um, there's just kind of a lot going on right now, and, and the Buffalo chapter doing quite well, too. Yes. We have what they call a Meals of Hope, which is kind of like Feed My Starving Children program, where we pack food for the uh, for the community. Uh, it's a kind of a, we're going to be packing about 10,000 meals of mac and cheese. Uh, each bag contains about six, or feed six to eight people, and so... Uh, those meals are going, it's got vitamins and minerals and that type of thing. So basically it's kind of an activity for the FFA alumni and the FFA chapter members to kind of get to get together and kind of uh, build community and build uh, something that we can share with one another. Having name tags on the students and the FFA numbers, alumni members trying to get to know, uh, you know the students better. Um, where does that take place? Do you do that at the school or where? We're going to be doing this coming Monday at 7 o'clock at the high school ag room, agriculture room. The actual products are being delivered today sometime. We, know, we don't know exactly when, but the products come in pallets. And, and it's a combination of soy and cheese and uh, macaroni that we put in a small bag. And it's a funnel-type situation. You, put, you fill in a bag for with 12.3 ounces, and those bags get packed in one big box of 32 bags in a box, and then we can deliver those boxes to various uh, people. Two places that they're going to go, to, I talked to Fred Nactabor of the food shelf here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He's going to receive some boxes, of course, for them to put in their uh, store. Another program is called, I don't know if you ever heard of the backpack program, the Right Choice Backpack Program. And I'm going to read it to you so I don't mess it up. But anyway, uh, the backpack program's mission to reduce the effects of childhood hunger by providing nutritious, easy to prepare food over the weekend, to children residing in food insecure homes in the Buffalo Hanover Montenegro School District. And usually they fill about 70 backpacks a week. And over the year, they fill about 9,000 pounds of food. So that's one place that those boxes are going, uh, macaroni and cheese. Now everybody seems to like macaroni and cheese, right? So that's why we picked. We could have picked some apple cinnamon oatmeal and rice and beans and that type of thing. But we decided to go with just some mac and cheese. So differing from some of the other programs, uh, if I'm hearing it right, these are going to stay generally pretty local in these packs. Correct. That's one of the reasons why we're doing it. We're doing it for local. instead. Feed My Starving Children is a great program. Sure. Don't get me wrong. This, this just seemed to fit the situation better here in the Buffalo area. Mm-hmm. For those two programs, and how many of these uh, packs are you are you hoping to fill, or is it ten thousand the- of them? Oh my! <laughs> and what it's costing us twenty nine cents per uh, pack of food, so it's going to cost the Buffalo FFA alumni chapter about two thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. So if there's anybody out there that wants to donate to this uh, process, uh, call me at Stan Vanderkoy, and I'll 
get you in chart and get you in check in, in process of, of donation for helping uh, fund this program. So right now we're funding it basically uh, on the resources that we have as a Buffalo FFA alumni and Buffalo FFA chapter. But like I said, their meals are 29 cents a piece. It cost us to do this, but this process anyway. Yeah, and it's mostly uh, alumni and then also current students that are, are participating. Correct. We're going to have all the students there and the alumni doing it together as a, as a group. And it's kind of a contest. Who can pack? There's going to be uh, four different stations, and we're going to see who can pack the most boxes of food in two hours. Okay. Very good. Might be a good time to, uh, to bring our other guest in. Uh, is it Miriana? Did I get that right? Yeah, Miriana. Miriana Iden, who was a junior at uh, Buffalo High School. Maybe you can chime in on this uh, Meals of Hope, too. Is this uh, something that the, the students are pretty excited about? Yeah, we're pretty excited for it to be a competition. You know, you get a bunch of high schoolers together, they always want to win. So we're already putting teams together of who's going to be at which table, and hopefully my table wins. Oh, you got some ringers in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you were telling me that um, pretty good participation with the uh, Buffalo FFA. You've got um, ballpark numbers. How many of you students? Uh, we generally have roughly about 80 members, okay. so that's a pretty good-sized chapter. And when is a student eligible to start in FFA? So FFA is a program that runs through 7th grade to being 21 years old. Here at Buffalo, we only have a high school ag teacher, so you can join and do chapter activities in 8th grade, but there's not a lot of region and state competitions. So that 9th through 12th grade is when Buffalo High School has it, and then you can go on. If your college has it, you can be a collegiate FFA member. Okay. And, of course, you know, Wright County is, is well known for having some really uh, outstanding FFA uh, groups in a lot of different high schools, but Buffalo has been right in amongst them for many, many years. Yeah, we actually this year have a market plan team that's going to nationals. So market plan is a competition where three FFA members join a team. They pick an agricultural company, and then they develop a market plan to market that company's products and expand the company. So this year's members were Amelia Schmidt, Bridget Wheezy, and Farron Bebo. They were coached by Dr. Mike Saha, who is the lead researcher at Zimpro Corporations, and they picked Buffalo Equine. So it's a company out of Buffalo that focuses on equine therapy, and then they also do a little bit of dog therapy. So these three students worked with the owners and the employees at Buffalo Equine, and they developed a plan for Buffalo Equine to offer new therapy, new classes, and expand the company. So they were actually one of 18 teams out of the country that is going to nationals. They're one of the top 18. That's uh Pretty amazing and, and uh, really exciting for them, too. But now, so this isn't uh, necessarily done on a, um, a fictitious basis. I mean, they're actually putting together a real working plan for a real working company. Yeah, this plan is actually going to be implemented into the company. So this is really jump-starting careers for students. They're working with the owner, so this is benefiting both us and the owner of the company. How does something like that get started as far as how are companies picked or suggested or do they say, hey, I would be willing to, to hear what you got to say about it? So here at Buffalo, we're really lucky with our alumni. We have a lot of connections. Stan, Mike, there's a lot of different industry professionals here. So these three came together. They said that they wanted to be on the market plan team. They all realized that they have kind of a joint passion for horses. 
So then our teacher, Mr. Workus, looked at what different opportunities you could go with that. They picked out Buffalo Equine because we had connections with them through our alumni. Okay. So how many hours uh, are put into this, or is it even countable? I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's countable. This team has been together for a couple years. Normally it's a yearly thing with COVID when they couldn't compete the past year or two. They've been working on it for a couple years. They kind of got some extra time that most teams don't, but they're putting effort in every single day, late into the night, meetings before school. I don't think you can even count how many hours they've put into this. Plus, we're going to Indianapolis for the National FFA Convention, and I'm going to go, be going along, but it's really just an opportunity to go to a National FFA Convention to compete. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, what are the steps along the way to get to that point? I mean, there must be some, you know, is there a kind of a local, regional, state, and then national? Yeah, so there's, we start at regions. So we're in region four, so there's a region competition. Then from regions, you qualify for state. Our team won state. So then after state, you go through kind of another qualification level that they just watch. They would watch your presentation. And then from there, they pick the top 18 to go to nationals. So they've presented in front of a lot of different people for practice, a lot of different local groups, a lot of professionals. They've made it through a bunch of different FFA checkpoints to get there. That's amazing. And so the benefit, not only the experience, obviously, but the benefit, uh, as you said, is kind of twofold, not only for the students, but also for the company as well. Yeah, it's a pretty cool way to get into the community, really make a difference in your community. And a lot of people like not only FFA, but especially this competition, because you get to take your passions in agriculture and you get to choose what you want to do and just hit the ground running with it. And Stan, maybe you want to jump in on this too, but I was going to say this uh, seems like another really good example of uh, the fact that, you know, um, FFA, today's 21st century FFA is far more than than just the on-the-farm type things. It's it's uh, marketing, it's um, planning, it's, you know, technology, all kinds of things. Uh, that's our change. You know, when I was in FFA, I won't say how long ago that was. A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's really changed because, again, most of the students are not going to go back to the farming, agricultural side of that. But there's a careers in agriculture are just tremendous. There's a far, really a need, a cry for people in agriculture industry, uh, all over the place, no matter what area of seeds, fertilizers, agronomy, livestock, the whole gamut of, of technology that's uh, occurring in agriculture right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, back to Mariana here. Uh, so this is also kind of a, you know, it gives the students some experience. And boy, I tell you, it's got to be a, a pretty good resume item or a college application item for, for later on, too. Yeah, definitely. Just being in FFA, you meet so many different connections. You know, a lot of these students already are getting their careers. They have companies reaching out to them, especially competing at nationals. That catches so many ears and eyes of big companies that they're going to be reaching out to you, asking you if you'd be interested, what can they do to get you interested. A lot of colleges asking you to come, a lot of scholarship opportunities. Amazing stuff. You hold a title with FFA uh, locally in Buffalo. Tell us what that is. Yeah, I'm the Buffalo FFA reporter. So we have an officer team of seven people. They're all juniors and seniors this year. And we all hold a different office to help FFA. So my job is to do interviews like this. I talk with the newspaper, do a lot of marketing, just get the word out there with the community. Kind of uh, 
PR person for <laughs> FFA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, great. Um, we certainly salute those uh, folks. Tell us again when this is coming up now, the national... Uh, Nationals will be October 27th through okay, 30th. so very soon. So it's coming up, yeah. And that's uh, for uh, 27th through 30th. And so they're... Um, uh, where was the location again? Indianapolis? Uh, yeah. Is it a fly type trip or are they going to drive uh, out there? They'll drive out oh, there. Oh, Okay. A big van. Pretty long drive. Yeah. Uh, good. And how many are going? Well, there are just three of the people that are going to compete, and then myself and Mr. Workus and some parents are going to be also driving out there. Uh-huh. So. so that's going to be uh, kind of sweaty palms for a presentation. I mean, you're going up against the best of the best there. Yeah, it really is. But, I mean, they know that they're also up there with the best of the best. If they've made it that far, they know that they have the ability to do it. Yeah. And the age ranges, again, are are these mostly high schoolers or are there some college students involved? These in three too? are, two of them are juniors and one of them is a senior. So okay. they're all high schoolers. Wow. Well, that's amazing stuff. So uh, best of luck to them on uh, on their trip to the Nationals for Market Plan team. Stan, you wanted to talk about Corn Drive, too. That took place earlier this week, but still very pertinent. Yeah, we just finished the Corn Drive on Monday, and what happens there, our students go drive around the various farms with their trucks and trailers and pick up corn. We collected over 1,000 bushels of of corn this year, which is really neat. We didn't think we'd get quite that much. So we had a semi-load of corn that we could sell, and those proceeds from the sale of that corn go to help pay for this this, uh, Meals of Hope, for example, um, and then a portion of the money goes to what they call the True Friends, which used to be the Camp Courage. Right. So Buffalo FFA or many FFA chapters throughout the state of Minnesota have always had corn drives or Camp Courage. And so that basically helps for campers and disabilities and that type of thing. So this Buffalo corn drive has always been part of that uh, whole process. And um, do you have fun? Marianne can yeah, explain a little bit more. Yeah, I participated in it. Um, so what we do, the officers kind of head this. So we take our area um, kind of north Buffalo and going north of Buffalo because Howard Lake also does one. So we kind of split Wright County up. We split it into sections and we put teams together. So I was on a team of three um, and we had our specific section. We just drive around in that section. We know what farmers are in there. Go talk to the farmers, ask for cash donations. We really like it because that money that they're donating goes back to us. So it's going back to different scholarships for FFA, helping us. You know, it's going to help for the girls to go to national convention, helps when teams go to state convention. And we also just really love being able to connect with the farmers. I think the farmers really love to see young people out here still interested in agriculture, still being dedicated to this stuff. So it's a really fun day. Well, I think a lot of them that you visit might have been involved in it or maybe still are too for uh, FFA alumni. Yeah, and a lot of the farmers say, oh, I remember when my kids did this. I've been donating to the corn drive for 30 years. So it's really cool to be able to see those farms and connect with the community. So it's not too much of a, a tough sell, then, uh, hopefully, in a lot of situations. No, farmers, we're, we really try to let people know that we're coming ahead of time. We send out flyers, and most of these farmers have been doing it for so long. They know we're looking for corn, and they're just ready to donate. Yeah, well, that's good, especially in a year where there wasn't a whole lot of corn, so... There was enough. If you go to Corcoran area, they had rains that yeah. we did not get in yep. right in Buffalo area. Mm-hmm. But so the yield's been running from eighty bushels to two hundred fifty bushel corn. Wow. All the various 
because it just depends where you live, the type of soil, and beans yep. are somewhat the same thing, 20 bushel beans to 60, 70 bushel beans type thing. Yeah. We're talking uh, with Stan Vanderkoy, an FFA uh, alumni, a former educator here in Buffalo, and you have a state title too, don't you, Stan? I'm a treasurer for the Minnesota FFA Alumni Associations, which is, means basically we're in charge of the the whole area, whole state of Minnesota, and uh, we have affiliates throughout the whole state of Minnesota. Buffalo FFA is one of them, of course, and Howard Lake is one of them, and these we help these affiliates develop programs and give scholarships to. Uh, national events to various students throughout the state of Minnesota. What, I'm always curious about what, if any, um, collaboration or at least uh, talking back and forth there are to other chapters. I know uh, Dassel Cocado also has a very strong uh, chapter, so uh, do you kind of work back and forth on some of those? Or maybe not? Well, you're always competing against some yeah. various <laughs> things. Of course, no, there's a lot of cooperation. You know, trips that we might we might only have three students, and they might have three students. We can collaborate with yeah. them on that type of thing, and the students get together in various competitions, and so there's a lot of cooperation too. Yeah. Ultimately, the goal is uh, still the same thing uh, to you know benefit the students and and FFA in general, even if it's a little spirited along the way. So. Uh, you got some other activities you wanted to touch on before we go today. Yeah, so we're the FFA year is just kind of starting. We're starting meeting with a lot of our teams. So there's a lot of different competitions in FFA. Pretty much anything that you're interested in or passionate in, there's a competition. And in Buffalo, we're really lucky that we do. We have really good connections. We have a lot of industry professionals. So our horse judging team is coached by Lloyd Christensen with Out West Ranch. Uh, that team is super competitive. We do really, really well. We have a lot of really knowledgeable people on it, and Lloyd is super knowledgeable. Our dairy judging is judging dairy cattle. We have Maggie Saha coaching that. Her parents are super involved. She was a Princess K, one of the 12 finalists in 2017, so she knows a lot about dairy. Our livestock judging team does beef cattle, sheep, goats. They're judged by Tom Waldron. Uh, he does, he's pretty competitive in showing beef, so he's super good with that, really knowledgeable, really helps the kids. Our soils team judges soil, is it loamy, is it sandy, what's the slope of it? They're actually judged by our teacher, Mr. Workus. He's really into the agronomy and the plants and the soil. Our speaking events, there's prepared public speaking, so I participate in that. You write a speech about any topic, a five to eight minute speech and give it. There's employment skills. So that's doing phone interviews, in-person interviews, writing resumes. For 8th graders and ninth graders, there's something called Creed. So I competed in that when I was a freshman. You memorize the FFA Creed, really dig deep into what FFA is about, what our purpose is, why are we here. Then you give the Creed and answer a series of questions about it. And then there's also extemporaneous speaking. So I don't participate in that one because it overwhelms me a little bit. But you draw <laughs> a topic and you have a half hour to write a speech about that topic. So that's really, you have to be really knowledgeable in every aspect of agriculture, really on your feet, be able to pull words fast. So all of those teams are judged by Donna Saha, so Maggie's mom. Uh, she does really good with the speaking. She's been doing this since she was young. Then we have poultry evaluation. We are judged by Aaron Marquette. 
he judged his siblings when they were going to nationals for poultry. He does a lot of the Wright County 4-H poultry, does a lot of local shows, judges them. So we judge kind of the commercial aspects of poultry, so your eggs, your carcasses, identifying parts. Then we also have dairy foods, which stand judges. I'm one one of the uh, advisors to help look at dairy foods, you know. But milk, butter, egg, milk, butter, anything that deals with the dairy side. Sure. So. Well, that's uh, lots of things to uh, to choose from there if uh, if kids get interested in uh, FFA. Now, is it a situation you have to kind of, you know, pick a certain amount of these, or are you able to do as many as you want? I suppose time limitations uh, kind of dictates how many you can do. Yeah, a lot of it is time limitations. Eventually, you can't do everything. They all take quite a bit of time. You're devoting a lot into them, especially if you do want to do well and you want to be competitive. They're on a monthly standpoint, so every month different competitions compete at regions. So next week we're going down to the U of M with soils, horse judging, livestock judging, dairy judging, and then there are invitationals for some. So like poultry is going down there as an optional invitational. So you can't really do two in one month. You kind of have to time it out. If they're competing at the same time, you couldn't do both of them. But most kids do multiple competitions because once you do one, it's so much fun. You just fall in love with it. You want to do more. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, the connection, if there is one, and, and maybe kind of co-working um, uh, of uh, 4-H and FFA. Now, I know uh, a, lot of, a lot of kids maybe have participated in both along the way and maybe still do. I don't know. Yeah, I participate in both. I'm pretty involved in Wright County 4-H. And the biggest difference is that 4-H doesn't have to be agriculture related, whereas FFA is. So on the agriculture side of 4-H, there's definitely a lot of collaboration. Um, Me and three of the fellow officers are really involved in both 4-H and FFA. So like the Aaron Marquette who coaches FFA poultry, I actually dragged him from 4-H poultry because he was coaching that. His kids are in it. Um, Farron Bebo, who's on the market plan team, does horse judging in FFA. She's also really competitive with it in 4-H. So there's a lot of connections, and doing one really helps you out in the other. Is there, um, do you find that there is uh, time in the day to uh, to do all this plus schoolwork and everything else? I mean, it, it just strikes me that uh, in many, many years of talking to 4-H'ers at the county fair that they're so knowledgeable it almost knocks you down sometimes. And I, I sit and wonder to myself, you know, how can you uh, balance everything? But I guess they get it done. There, Yeah, it's a lot. You really have to be driven if you're doing this. You're oftentimes pretty dedicated to it. Personally, for me, because I'm really into dairy and poultry, you know, I work on a dairy farm. That's kind of everything I do. So between FFA and work, it all kind of correlates. And when you're with the same kids in 4-H and FFA and in school, you really rely on helping each other. Again, people like Stan are so amazing. They help us so much. They, we would never be able to do this without them. So you're putting a lot into it, but it's super rewarding, and it's so much fun to just be able to follow your passions and have the outlet to do it and the people who are supporting you with it and know that you can make a career out of this, and most of us will be making careers out of all this time that we're putting in. Kind of refreshing, uh, Stan, maybe you can comment on this too, that um, 
uh, after all these years and all these decades, and FFA is a you know long, long, long-standing tradition. But uh, even through all the different evolutions and different types of things that have been introduced uh, in a in an era where things are really changing in agriculture and in our county too, they're changing. Good to see that. Uh, programs like this are changing with it and kind of adapting. Yes, I think that's been the exciting thing. If I started out back in my FFA career, it was all agriculture type things. But now we got, we're talking about precision agriculture a lot nowadays and how to manage your GPS system on your tractors and combines and planters. You know, the planters are shutting off. The planter comes to an angled row, each row, each individual row is shutting off as it gets to that angle piece of the field you know so that precision there is just amazing so a lot of these students probably won't take a lot of precision agriculture in high school but most of the colleges like Ridgewater College and Wilmer etc etc have a precision side of their their curriculum and so and you know the, the genetics you know that's one reason why we probably can still raise decent corn even after a drought like this because the genetics in the corn have really improved say from 20 years ago so we can handle drought a lot better and some of these new varieties of corn for example so genetics is going to be a popular or a good area for a student to go into if they're interested in the genetic side the agronomy side or the livestock side with uh, the technology that uh, in robots i work with a couple farmers that have robotic dairies you know so they're using robots to milk cows so that whole technology of learning that computerized systems is going to be great for these students coming up here. Yeah, I think I saw a little bit of that uh, on one of the Breakfast on the Farm events here a few, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, and kind of right at the forefront of it, and that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Mariana, do you have uh, any thoughts uh, on where you're going after high school yet, or are you just kind of formulating it? Um, I actually work on some of the robotic dairies that Stan works with, and I really like the robots. I really like the idea of it. I just love the dairy community, everybody in it. And FFA has really jump-started that and fueled that. I met so many people that I want to go somewhere into that industry, but I'm not exactly sure mm-hmm. where yet. I'm sure you'll do well. Uh, excellent conversation today, and uh, best of luck to uh, everybody involved with uh, Buffalo FFA and, of course, uh, FFA all around Wright County. Stan Vanderkoy. Uh, our guest, one of the uh, former educators and FFA alumni in our area, and Mariana Iden, a junior at Buffalo High School and the local chapter reporter. Yes. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, best of luck to you. We miss anything, Stan? Thanks so much, Tim. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I was uh, happy to, to have a day open here to, to get all these um, informative items in, and, and please let us know how the uh, students do on the national trip, too. We will. Thank you for All having right. us. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in today. There's our spotlight for you for today on KRWC.